Are you in need of a passport in a hurry? Look no further. Global Passport Express is here to help. With our efficient and reliable services, we can process your passport in as quick as seven days. That's right, just seven days. And that's not all. We specialize in visas for many countries, including popular destinations like China, India, and so much more. Whether you're planning a family vacation, a business trip, or your next mission trip, Global Passport Express is your one-stop solution for all your passport and visa needs. So why wait? Reach out to us today at 210-375-7525 to speak with one of our friendly and knowledgeable representatives. They will guide you through the process and answer any questions you may have. You can also visit our website at www.globalpassportexpress.com. For more information and to start your application online, it's quick, easy, and convenient. Mention this ad and receive 10% off any of our services. Don't let time constraints hold you back from your travel dreams. Trust Global Passport Express to deliver your passport fast, hassle-free, and with a smile. Global Passport Express, your passport and visa experts. Get ready to explore the world. Welcome to the Taking the Land Podcast. Praise the Lord. Thank you, uh, everyone who has prayed for myself and Connie. Uh, I told Connie, probably the only reason we're alive is God's people are praying. If you have your Bible tonight, Exodus chapter 3. Uh, There's an interesting facet of human nature. We love to see people make a comeback. Rocky III, the famous comeback movie. And the story, there's filled with pain, disappointment, despair. Rocky's knocked out. Mr. T says he's a paper champion. His manager, Mickey, has a heart attack, dies. His wife, Rocky's wife, Adriana, she's an emotional, she's in tears. And the movie script, Rocky at his lowest. He's washed out, he's finished. He's a broken man, he's a failure. And then the movie... Maybe we could. (laughs) Okay, thank you. (laughs) This movie. In 1982, worldwide, $270 million. Because there's something in the human heart and our nature. Life is about making comebacks. 
Somewhere you will need to make a comeback. And so this evening, I want to look at the chemistry of comeback. And I want to look at Moses, if we can do that, in Exodus chapter 3, verse number 4. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, he's talking about Moses, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, here I am. God, we come tonight by your blood, by your power, the Holy Ghost and grace. God, I'm asking you once again this evening to minister. Stir your people, God. I'm asking you to bind up the brokenhearted, those that find themselves bound, broken. I'm asking God tonight, stir, call, renew purpose, passion. All you do tonight, God, be to your glory. God, give us nations, kindred tongues, and people as an inheritance. We're so grateful all you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. The chemistry of the comeback. First of all, man has to have a purpose. Purpose gives meaning to life. There's achievement. There's something I have to do. There's accomplishment. It's a reason for living. There's something bigger than me. And I have a part to play. I have a role in this thing we call the vision. You see, purpose beyond self is powerful. When God talks about purpose, and I tonight, I'm not talking about quality of life. I'm talking about something that's bigger than you. It's bigger than a house. It's bigger than a career. It's bigger than any toy you can ever purchase. I'm not talking about comfort. I'm not talking about status. I'm not talking about a life without problems or pain. I'm not talking about quality of life. I'm talking about changing lives. I'm talking about changing society. Nations. 1968, Kankakee, Illinois. Connie and I, our marriage was a nightmare from hell. We're partying like crazy. I'm sitting the back porch where my mom and dad lived. I'm depressed. Connie and I are separated at the time. My mother come out and she said, Joe, she said, are you okay? And I can remember saying, Mom, there has to be more to life than what I'm living And there was. But you'll never find it. I'm not talking about something you can find in the world. 1 John 2, 15 and 16. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father but of the world. See, we're not just called to survive and maintain. We're called to create, to build, to become. We have purpose. 
to change the world, see people's lives changed, converts to build the church, make disciples, evangelize. What matters most to you? You see, when we talk about kingdom purpose, this is when God's vision becomes personal to you. Purpose is about future, the possibilities, what's ahead. It's about tomorrow many times. It's about what can be if I'll simply live for God. And as we've heard, totally surrender myself to God. In our text, God confronts Moses, a man that's failed, 40 years, backside of the desert. And when he confronts him, he confronts him with purpose. He gets his attention and has a conversation. He basically says, Moses, there's a need. There's people, your people. And they're in desperation. You see, there's no greater purpose in all of life than God's purpose. And again, purpose is personal. I can do something for God. Exodus 3, 7, and 8. The Lord said, I've surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. I've heard their cry because of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the Egyptians to bring them up from that land to a good land. And then this powerful call to purpose, come now, I will send you that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Can God send you tonight? Can God still send you Can God speak to you tonight and in this Bible conference? Can God visit you and display purpose before you? The thing about purpose, about calling, it can be so unexpected. It can come like I believe Moses out of nowhere. You come to conference, minding your own business, having a great time, going out to eat. Maybe you've been sponsored, you haven't eaten so well in months. <laughs> I know what that's like. Here, Moses, 40 years, he's 80 years old, he's been off of the radar. He has a wife, he has family, has two sons, has business. And no doubt to many, life is good. And then God steps so unexpectedly right into the arena of your life and his and declares purpose. Moses, I want to send you. God begins to speak. See, purpose is the God factor. 
It's beyond us. It's greater than us. What's your purpose? It's Isaiah crying out in the temple, Here am I, O God, send me. Again, I ask you tonight, can God send you? You see, the battle with comeback, it's so mental. God presents purpose, but our history, our circumstances, Moses, the failure, the defeats, as we've heard this morning, Pastor Foley, and again, Pastor Payne, the despair, the time factor. You can hear it in Moses' voice when his conversation with God. Who am I that I should go? I don't qualify. This is the voice of his past speaking. When I say in verse 13, the God of your fathers has sent me, and they say, what is his name? You can hear his history speaking. Suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. I'm slow of speech. Listen, God, I've tried this before 40 years ago. It was a disaster. Someone said despair is suffering without meaning or purpose. But many times the comeback, and it's displayed in the movie, it's a mind battle. It's the fear. It's the miles. It's the years. It's the people. The words that have been spoken. The feelings. The failure. The purpose has to conquer the past. The pain of your past. I'll be 82 in May. You know the problem with old age? It's all about nostalgia to many people. Because they see no future, they have a tendency to live in the past. We're here, conferences about purpose. It's about calling. It's about destiny. It's about vision. It's about possibilities. But can He still send you? Purpose is desperately needed to make a comeback. The second in the chemistry is passion. Your purpose demands and calls for passion. This strong emotion, a driving conviction to be compelled to desire. Godly passion is a moral issue. It's a God quality. Jesus, the zeal of thy house has eaten me up. The nature of our God is he's passionate. Exodus 3, to the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire. The bush burned but was not consumed. Hebrews 12, 29, our God is a consuming fire. Jesus crying out, oh, Jerusalem, 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 how would gather you as a mother hen gathers her chicks. But you would not. You can feel the heart and the passion of God. Passion is powerful. We cannot lose. And this is many times in making a comeback. Passion has to be restored. 
that desire to pursue. This is not going to be the last chapter. I refuse, as we heard Pastor Foley so aptly this morning, this is not going to be the last chapter. Passion is powerful and it's contagious. Two disciples on the road to Emmaus, Jesus has been crucified. They've given up. It looks like everything's finished. They're no doubt discouraged. They're returning home. It's not working for me. It's over. Hi, I'm Mike Ashcraft, pastor currently in Van Nuys, California. I was a missionary in Guatemala for almost 16 years. And I thought that the only inheritance I'd leave my kids was the most important one, the spiritual legacy. When God brought me back to the United States, my family had only our clothes and computer. Since then, God has blessed me financially and not through having a big church. Find out how you can steward your finances to prosperity and bless your children. Show them that serving God has blessings both here on earth and in the future in heaven. Call me today, 310-403-6471. That's 310-403-6471. Jesus, the Bible says in Luke 24, 15, himself drew near and went with them. They broke bread, had some conversation, but listen to these men's words. In verse 32, they said to one another, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us? And they turned around and returned to Jerusalem. Godly passion is a desire harnessed for his purpose. Michael Jordan, October 7, 1993, he announced his retirement from the NBA. So I'm leaving basketball. The desire is just not there anymore. The sense of motivation is gone. Oh, I'm on the court. I know how to play the game. But the passion. Does your bush still burn? If not, this is what conference is part of the design. God can rekindle. The Holy Ghost and fire can fall. And I prayed, God, let your fire fall in this place tonight. The nature of time and life has the ability to rob passion. The bush begins to burn out. You feel overwhelmed. It's too much. Mentally drained, emotionally exhausted. It's people, it's their rebellion, it's their resistance, it's their criticism. It's their lack of appreciation many times. It's the disappointment of pouring yourself into someone's life. And they walk away like you don't even exist. And when you lose passion, you just kind of begin to go through the motions. You take hit after hit, the joy begins to fade, the drive and the zeal. It's like the old story, Sunday morning, the wife's trying to get her husband up to go to church. Honey, wake up, wake up, wake up. He's grumbling and groaning, putting the pillow over his head. She's pressing him. 
She said, it's time for church. Get up. He said, I'm not going this morning. She said, honey, you have to go. You're the pastor. (laughs) The demonic will drive you to the backside of life and rob your passion. Jeremiah is a picture of comeback. And you hear Jeremiah in chapter 20. I heard many mockings, fear on every side. They struck me. They put me in stocks. I'm in derision daily. He said, I've had them enough. It's too much. But listen to this so familiar verse 9. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. That can be you. That can be me. Enough is enough. But then he says something very interesting. His word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back. I couldn't hold it back. I had to speak. That's passion. Passion will drive you to pursue and finish purpose. It's critical in the chemistry of making it come back. It's not over. I can get back in the ring. I, the tiger, one more time. You just, the music just makes you want to fight. Okay. The words rise up. It's the thrill of the fight. It's hanging tough. It's staying hungry. It's overcoming adversity. It's rising up to the challenge. Michael Jordan, March 19, 1995. Those famous two words in the NBA world I'm back. My passion is renewed for the love of the game, and he won three more championships. If he can do it for a basketball, surely we can do it for God. This can possibly be one of the greatest struggles and difficulties of life. I see the need. God, I know what you're asking me to do, but I'm not sure it's still in me. I remember that conversation. I believe Pastor Payne was there. I believe even maybe Pastor Foley were talking to Pastor Wayman Mitchell in the men's rally in Phoenix. We're encouraging him. Australia's in a crisis. We're encouraging him to go. And then... I, I believe these, these men, and he looked at me, and we're standing there. He and I, he says, Joe, I'm not sure it's in me. He's 80 years old. At that time, I was in my 60s, and I thought, of course it's in you. <laughs> now I'm 80, I know exactly what he was talking about. <laughs> he said, I'm not sure it's in me. 
but the founder, he went. And I believe Pastor Payne said he accomplished in six months what it would have taken me six years to accomplish in restoring the work in the ministry. I want you to think with me for a moment about something. Comeback may be your greatest challenge, but also it may be your greatest victory, your greatest accomplishment, your greatest reward. Moses' legacy lived behind his comeback. And the problem many times when you're making the fight of that comeback, you don't have a clue. He's there that day having to make a decision, this conversation with God. He doesn't see the end of the story at that point. And many times, most of the time, neither do we. The book of Exodus, 40 chapters. First chapter is basically an introduction the second chapter, Moses is born, raised in Pharaoh's house, and flees to the wilderness. The next 38 chapters of Moses' life are after the comeback. What's waiting for you? What's hiding? It's mentioned this morning, Pastor Mitchell twice said, I'll quit. And yet all of this came about after the comeback. Is your greatest chapter waiting to be written? But you're going to have to fight through. Tony and Rosa Freitas, they go way back to Yuma many, many years ago. They were out of the ministry for about 20 years. He's had two knee replacements. Just recently in McAllen Conference, if you'd show the picture of them, they were launched back to the Philippines at age 71. And you got an excuse? And he's 71 years old. I'm standing there with him in the conference. Been out of the ministry for close to two decades. They pioneered two churches that are today leadership churches many years ago in the Philippines. At 71, and I remember having this conversation with him. He said, Pastor, I I don't know. He said, I've had all kinds of surgeries and I've had this and had that. But he said, "I, I believe I can do it again. Is that you? You're not 70, you're 27. Shame on you. I want to mention one last ingredient is the people ingredient. Moses needed Aaron. Many times there's other people that are critical in our comeback. Much of ministry is about helping people recover. A word of encouragement. You're not alone. I'm with you. Church is with you. It may be your wife. Maybe a brother. Maybe your pastor. Family. Church. Peter failed horribly 
horribly cursed, denied even, but Jesus sent a word to him. Go tell my disciples, Mark 16 said, and Peter, Jesus is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. God says to Moses' resistance, is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well. Look, he's also coming out to meet you. And when he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. God will ordain. God will appoint people to be there for you. In the steps, in the equation of comeback. Moses, I'm putting Aaron by your side. Power, fellowship, headship, relationships. Would Moses have made it if not for Aaron? Who's your Aaron? Maybe a stranger. Pastor Greg mentioned September the 4th. I'm on my way to preach a Bible conference. Pastor Rob Waltz in Sydney. I had no symptoms, no pain really, no dizziness, no cognitive, nothing. I get off the plane, I go to get my bag, I'm standing there talking to Connie on the phone, and I said, I'm a little dizzy, and I collapsed. A guy took the phone, said, who is this? said, I'm his wife, said, he's not breathing. She's in the States. There was a medical doctor there. I've never seen him, I don't know him. But they tell me he immediately began to give me CPR. Hospital, St. Thomas Hospital, 15, 20 minutes away. Number one hospital in all of Australia for cardiac arrest and stents. Comeback is made possible in his will. I'm at home, I'm speaking with Rob. Connie's not been a horrible battle the last few years, and I'm, I'm hesitant to even go to Sydney. I'm talking to Rob, and I'm saying, he said, look, Joe, you've got to come. You've got to come. COVID, you weren't able to come. You have to come. You have to come. And Connie's looking at me, and she can hear the conversation. I get him on. She said, you've got to go. Think if I'd have been home. She wouldn't have given me CPR. <laughs> 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 Think of all the places I could have been. I mean, think of the chemistry of the timing. This hospital, right through a little tiny, put four stents in my heart right here. That medical doctor, they, they assumed, he was on the flight with me waiting for God's making a call for you tonight. God wants to restore passion. Listen, come back as a part of the kingdom. This book, the Bible, is filled with men and women who took hits and staggered. Our fellowship is filled with testimonies of men and women who made a comeback. I close. I'm laying in the hospital bed, kind of coming out of the 
you know, they've, they've had me drugged up. And I'm laying there. And I prayed a prayer. I said, God, if you spared me for something, don't let me miss it. I said, please, God, if you've spared me for something, don't let me miss it. And I say tonight, God, don't let you miss it. Don't miss what God has for you. Again, I repeat myself, who knows what's living behind the pain, the agony, the struggle, the kids, but who knows what's living just on the other side of the comeback. I ask you to bow your head with me this evening.